0: This morning's devotion is entitled The Widow's Might. And it's found in Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 44, and Luke chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. And the word of God reads And Jesus sat over against the treasury, and behold, how the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples and saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. And like I said, the same one is in Luke chapter 21, verses 1 through 4, and it adds the word penury. Uh, but she of her penury cast in all her living that she had. And penury means her poverty or her destitution. The Gospels of Mark and Luke both relay an incident involving a widow's gift to God. She didn't give much, just two might. And I looked up uh, the value of a mite. And today's value, it's one-eighth of a cent. Uh, It's the smallest coin of little worth. It's one-quarter of a penny and one-sixty-fourth of a denarius. The story is often called the story of the widow's or the story of the widow's offering. One day, Jesus was sitting with his disciples near the temple treasury, watching people depositing money into the offering receptacle. The court of women held 13 such receptacles, and people could cast their money in as they walked by. Jesus watched as the rich were contributing large sums of money, but then came along a widow with two small coins in her hand. The KJV calls the coins might. They were the smallest denomination of coins. The widow put her coins into the box, and Jesus called his disciples to him and pointed out her action. Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. There are several things in the story of the widows might teaches us. First, God sees what man overlooked. The big gifts in the temple were surely noticed by people. That's probably what the disciples were watching. But Jesus saw what no one else did. He saw the humble gift of a poor widow. This was the gift that Jesus thought worthy of comment. This was the gift that the disciples needed to be aware of. The other gifts in the treasury that day made a lot of noise as they jingled into the receptacles. But the widow's might were heard in heaven. Second, God's evaluation is different from man's. The widow's two mites added up to a penny according to man's tabulation. But Jesus said that she had given more than anyone else that day. How could this be when many rich people threw in large amounts? The difference is one of proportion. The rich were given large sums, but they still retained their fortune. The widow put in everything. All she had to live on. Here was a true sacrifice. The rich had not begun to give to the level of her sacrifice. Third, God commends giving in faith. Here was a woman in need of receiving charity, yet she had a heart to give. Even though the amount was negligible, what could a widow's might buy? She gave it in faith that God could use it. The widow's faith is also evident in the fact that she gave the last of her money. Like the widow of Zarephath, who gave her last meal to Elijah, 1 Kings 17, 7-16, the widow in the temple gave away her last means of self-support. Does this mean the widow left the temple completely destitute, went home and died of starvation? No, the Bible teaches that God provides for our needs. We don't need the details of this particular widow's future, but we can be certain that she was provi- provided for Just as God provided for the widow and her son in Elijah's day, God also provided for the widow in Jesus' day. It is interesting that just before Jesus commented on the widow's might, he commented on the scribes who devour widows' houses. The religious officials of the day, instead of helping the widows in need, were perfectly content to rob them of their livelihood and inheritance. The system was corrupt, and the darkness of the scribes' greed Makes the widow's sacrifice shine even more brightly. God give, lo, God loves a cheerful getter, giver. According to Second Corinthians nine seven, God loves a cheerful giver, and He is faithful to take care of His own. She gave all she had. Philippians four nineteen. Here's a promise from the Lord for us. But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Proverbs thirteen seven. That's a verse that every time I come across it, when I'm reading in Proverbs, it it just astounds me. Proverbs 13, 7 says, there is that maketh himself rich, yet hath nothing. And there is that maketh himself poor, yet hath great riches. The other thing is living by faith and not by sight. Habakkuk 2, 4, behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him. But the just shall live by his faith. And then Paul reiterates this in the New Testament, Romans 117. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Galatians 311. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. And then this thought came to me this week as I was preparing for the devotion today and uh I'll admit i I thought it was next Thursday instead of today I'm glad you sent me that email brother Rick because otherwise I would have not been prepared but the Lord had been preparing this for me but you know we spend five hundred to thousand dollars for a high resolution TV and yet we don't give anything to missioning the missionaries and we we go out and buy a $40,000 car and yet a lot of times we don't contribute to the church. It reminds me of an old song. Uh, He put a dollar in the offering plate uh, that, or put a nickel in the offering plate. He put a nickel in the offering plate and that nickel won't buy no home on high, but it makes him say amen. Uh, That's an old song, but uh, that thought came to me. We have We have promises of a carefree uh, Christian living. Philippians 4 4 through 7 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then, Pure religion, uh, James one twenty seven says this, pure religion undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep themselves unspotted from the world. And I'll close with this uh, quote here, this little little story. It says, all money is tainted. The deacons were ready to receive the church offering the black pastor challenged the congregation to give generously, humorously said, all money is tainted. It ain't yours. It ain't mine. It's God. The pastor was right. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts, Haggai hey eight. how wise we are to hold our dollars in trust for God. So we're to live by faith and not by sight. We're to rely on the Lord and we're to give generously according to the New Testament.